What is up and welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. Thank you so much for joining. Listen, if you like what we're doing and the great guests that we're bringing you, please do us a favor and take a minute to rate, review, and follow. If you're watching on YouTube, then hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. If you're listening, uh, wherever, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast, if you're listening right now, whether on your phone or in your car or wherever you're at, uh, please take a minute and leave us a review, a rating. Those things really help us, and it would mean a lot to me. So appreciate you supporting us the way that you do. This uh, this episode, I'm going to get into uh, uh, the mailbag session uh, that we did at 49ers Web Zone last week. Uh, so when you're watching this, this you maybe you're watching this on Monday uh, live. Uh, the 49ers, uh, if so, the 49ers report to camp tomorrow, Tuesday, and their first practice is on Wednesday. So everything's about to really gear up, and we're excited about that. Uh, so what, what you may be listening to this live or, or watching this live or listening to it later in the week, whatever. Um, there's going to be another mailbag that's going to come out this week, but I wanted to get to this one from last week first. Uh, because I wanted to get these questions in so that uh, we could talk about this before training camp actually starts. So by the time you're watching this, maybe training camp has already started. That's okay. These questions are still relevant even through training camp. So uh, so we're not going to be behind on anything here. So let's jump into this. What questions do you have about the 49ers training camp? If you have some then jump into that chat and uh, and let me hear what you have, and I'll get to those in, in our next mailbag session. Uh, I'll make sure to include you in that. So, so if you have questions, jump in there and let us know. But I want to get into these from last week. So the first question comes from Bill. Is anybody else as tired as I am of the endless trade, trade Lance talk making the rounds among the so-called pundits? Well, first off, yes, we're tired of all of the quarterback talk for the 49ers. Part of the problem is that it's the offseason, and in the offseason, there's not much else to talk about. And then you look at the 49ers, and they have a situation where the quarterback that they've said is our starting quarterback is right now recovering from a pretty bad injury, and then you have the two backup quarterbacks uh, that are going to be dueling it out for QB two, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. One of them is has barely played. He's raw and he's been hurt uh, a few times already in Trey Lance. The other one, Sam Darnold has some experience, but so far he's been terrible mainly because he's been on terrible teams with terrible coaches. And so maybe that's not entirely his fault, We'll see. I mean, Steve Young seemed to be high on all three of the 49ers quarterbacks when he spoke to Matt Mayoko last week. So we'll see how that turns out. And then and, and then Brandon Allen is is the number four quarterback unless he somehow jumps over somebody, which I don't see that happening. But yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about. And then the 49ers have these question marks at the quarterback position. And so that's going to create more of a talking point. Then you have the national media that's always seeming to be stirring the pot. I mean, they're always coming in with these things, you know, where, where you have somebody like Ian Rappaport um, or, uh, 
or Adam Schefter or somebody saying there's no mark, no trade market for Trey Lance, or that the 49ers have soured on on Trey Lance, or that Sam Darnold is the number two quarterback and that he's already won this competition, or or all these things that are said when the national media is talking about it, we that cover the team locally have to talk about it as well. We have to respond to those things. And so I know it gets tiring, but you know, there's two groups of people that, that we can't blame here. First, we can't blame the players because the quarterbacks, they, they have nothing to do with this. All they're doing is working hard to try to win jobs or to try to help the team win a, a, a Super Bowl. So obviously we don't fault them and you really can't fault the the beat reporters or the content creators or the writers, you know, those of us that have to respond to those things because that's just, that's just what we have to do. And so, yeah, I get it. We're tired of hearing about the quarterbacks. We're tired of writing about them. We're tired of, of having to, I mean, we've been doing this for a few years. Like, for me, one of the one of the best things I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm a fan, but I got tired of having to write his name, having to remember how to spell it. So something that small uh, of of a thing just kind of annoyed me. But l- listen, we're tired of writing about it. We're tired of talking about it. We're tired of the controversy. We just want to get to where we have a quarterback and we know who it is and we know who the backup is and the third stringer is. Once we get into that situation, I think some of this will calm down. But the good news is, again, the 49ers report to training camp on Tuesday. They start practice on Wednesday. So at that point, some of the quarterback-dominant talk is going to go away. Now, some of it's still going to be there because there's a quarterback competition going on for the number two spot. But there's going to be a lot more things to talk about and to, to see like videos to watch and things like that. So don't lose hope yet because it's about to it's about to come to an end. And then and then once the season starts, nobody's going to be talking about this stuff. They're just going to be focused on whoever is the quarterback, the starting quarterback, and how the team's doing. So it's almost over. And hopefully next offseason we won't have to deal with all this. So that's the first question. The second question comes from Dr. WDS. He said, I think any of the three QBs could win the starting job based purely on your gut. Who starts week one and who is the end of season starting quarterback? And then he predicted that Darnold starts the season and Purdy finishes it. Well, we all know that Brock Purdy is coming off of a serious elbow injury where he tore his UCL. He's recovering. Everything sounds good. The 49ers are even saying that he's on pace to start week one. But here's the thing. We still don't know how much he's going to practice in the uh, in, in the, the training camp. He's not going to play in the preseason. I seriously doubt that. And so how much is he going to practice uh, throughout training camp? Is he going to, you know, is, is he going to run plays but, but not really throw much? Or is he going to be throwing on the sideline like Jimmy Garoppolo did last year? We don't know what he's going to be doing yet. So my guess is they're going to move really slow with Brock Purdy. And to me, I don't think you put him out there in week one 
in Pittsburgh against that defense that really gets after the quarterback and TJ Watt and the, the pressure that they put on quarterbacks. I don't think you want Brock Purdy out there that week. And I also don't think that Kyle Shanahan's going to want him out there that week. I think that Kyle Shanahan is going to pick either Trey Lance or Sam Darnold. And I happen to think it's going to be Trey Lance who wins that job, uh, uh, the QB two. And so I think that in Kyle Shanahan's mind, He's going to put Lance or Darnold out there against that ferocious Pittsburgh pass rush on the road in week one, and Kyle's teams always start off slowly. So it's going to be hard for the 49ers to win that game. It's going to be hard for the 49ers quarterback to look good in that game. So I think maybe in Kyle's mind, he's going to think, hey, let's put Trey Lance out there or let's put Sam Darnold out there. They're going to look like crap in that game. And so then in week two, Brock will be ready. And because that quarterback looked bad in week one, everybody's going to say, yes, Brock Purdy's the guy. That's my feeling. I could be totally wrong. And if so, I would apologize to Kyle Shanahan. But I bet that's kind of his thinking. And so I'm predicting that Trey Lance starts the season as QB1, um, only because they don't start Brock Purdy in week one. But I think that Brock Purdy finishes the season. Uh, so here, here's let's just hope that Brock Purdy stays healthy. And uh, if not, then hopefully uh, Lance and Darnold uh, can can respond and play like we need them to play. Uh, here's the next question from Nick: What are the proper expectations for Trey Lance? Is it still third overall expectations? Is it beat out Darnold? Is it show well for a trade? I think that the best expectations for Trey Lance um, or the proper, I, I don't really know what it, what Nick means by the proper expectations, maybe means the, the most, uh, re, the, the best reality, I, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, or the most realistic is the word I'm looking for. But I think it's beat out Sam Darnold. I think that's the first thing. I think second is to be ready in case Brock Purdy can't play. I already said I don't think he's going to play in week one, and so he needs to be Trey needs to be ready to go if Brock can't play. And I think that he needs to keep working as if he's going to be QB one of the future because we still don't really know what Brock Purdy is going to be because of the injury and because he only played a handful of games last season. Now he looks like he could. Pen, could could potentially be the uh, quarterback of the future, but we don't know that yet. So Trey Lance needs to prepare as if he's still that guy. And so maybe he could overtake Brock Purdy in, in a couple of years, or maybe it's Brock Purdy and they trade Trey Lance. I don't know, but uh, I think that he, that's to me, that's it. Beat out Sam Darnold, be ready in case Brock can't go. And then, uh, and then prepare as if you're the quarterback of the future. Niner Jim asks, which positional groups have the most interesting camp battles to watch for roster spots? Well, here are the ones that I would say to keep an eye on. Uh, first is edge rusher opposite of Nick Bosa. So the question here, is Drake Jackson ready to take that leap or will it be edge rush by committee? I, actually, I'm pretty high on Drake Jackson. I think that that he's, I think he's going to show up to camp really well in like in shape and, and re really ready to go hard to get these words out. Uh, but I think he's going to be ready to roll. And so 
for Drake, he just needs to show that he can be that guy. And if he can be, man, this defense is going to be all the much better. Uh, another one is the uh, linebacker three. So, uh, so we have Warner, um, we have uh, Dre Greenlaw, and then uh, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in a minute. So linebacker three is another one. Uh, then we have backup tight end. So is it going to be Cameron Latu? Is it going to be Braden Willis? Or is it going to be one of the guys from last year? Um, you know, who's going to step up here? Uh, also have backup running back. So obviously Christian McCaffrey's the guy. So the question is, will Elijah Mitchell be healthy can Jordan Mason take another leap forward? Will Ty Davis Price ever play? Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, also, backup corner. What happened to Ambry Thomas? Remember, at the end of the toward the end of the 2021 20, season, he was the guy. You know, he was uh, on the opposite side, uh, uh, doing doing his job, and and he made that interception in the game that put the 49ers into the playoffs and. And then he just disappeared last year. Uh, how about Samuel Womack? I mean, what's going to – he started the season as well, – what was he, the nickel corner? I, I, I think I think he played nickel in that first game of the season. I think he was the starter there. He looked good. Everybody was high on him. Then Jimmy Ward came, came back, took over the nickel position. We really didn't hear much about Womack. So, uh, and, and then what about Daryl Luter Jr., the rookie? Uh, he's already been placed on the pup list when the rookies reported last week. Uh, they placed Luter Jr. on the pup list. Didn't say what's going on or how long he'd be on there. So hopefully he's going to be better. Um, and then, of course, there's the uh, QB2. But we won't go into that. So uh, Bronco Herd asked, could you please finish this sentence? The linebackers are Warner, Greenlaw, and blank. Well, this is a an underrated battle, I think, a positional battle, because we know that Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are the two starters. So Aziz Alshire left in uh, free agency. So who's going to take that LB3 position? Oren Burks is a name that I keep hearing. He's a core special teamer. So it, it, I, I, I don't know. I don't see that. Some think that he's the leader in the clubhouse for LB3, but I don't really see that. Uh, some are saying uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls. Uh, I'm not real high on him. In fact, I don't even know if he's going to make the team out of training camp or out of the preseason. So we'll see. Um, I'm actually, I, I like Marcelino McCurry ball. And then it's going to be really fun to watch D winners and Jalen Graham, the two rookies and see what they do. So the, I think the popular choices from what I keep hearing from content creators, from beat writers, seem to be Oren Burks and Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. I don't think it's going to be either of those. I think it's going to be Marcelino McCrary Ball. That's I'm going to go out on a limb and say that McCrary Ball is going to be the opening day starter. Uh, maybe it'll be uh, uh, Oren Burks. But either way, I think by the end of the season, I think the D winners will take that position. So the 49ers are really high on him. I know that in the mini camps and, and all of that, that Jalen Graham looked better than D winners of the two rookies. But I, I still think that they're pretty high on D winners. He reminds them of Dre Greenlaw. And so I think that he's probably going to be the one by the end of the season. 
So JR 49ers asked, not including the quarterback position, what position group should we have the most confidence in, the least confidence in, and which one is the biggest unknown? So I like this question. Kind of breaks things down for us. So which position group should we be the most confident in? I'm going to say linebacker because you have Fred Warner and you have Dre Greenlaw and then whoever's going to be that uh, that linebacker three, I think is going to do a good job. They're going to be on the field for less than half the time. So what uh, I, I would say maybe 40% of the time, 30% of the time, something like that. So they're not on the field a ton, but they're still a really valuable part. And especially if Warner or Greenlaw goes down, who's going to step in. And so I think there's a lot of depth and, and good depth at the linebacker position. So I'm saying that that's going to be the, the area that I'm the most confident in. If there was a little more clarity on the non Bosa side of the edge rush, I would, I, I could go defensive line because you have Bosa, uh, Hargrave, Armstead, and then if Drake Jackson is the guy, then he's on the edge. And then you have Javon Kenlaw coming in and you've got uh, some of those other pass rushers coming in, Kerry Hyder Jr. rotating, um, Kalia Davis. That's going to be an interesting one to watch this year. So I, I, I could be convinced to go defensive line, but that, that edge rush and Drake Jackson, that's still too much of a question mark to make me pick that i also really like the running back position i mean how can you how can you go to go wrong with christian mccaffrey elijah mitchell if he's healthy if elijah mitchell's healthy i would probably pick the running back position but we all know how kyle shanahan's running backs uh go they they fall like like flies so uh drop like flies that's that's the phrase um kyle shanahan uh, running backs and quarterbacks. They just don't stay healthy. So I'm going to go linebacker for now, but I could change my mind on that. Least confident, the least confident positional group I'm going to say is offensive line. I think that this is probably the area of the team that lacks good depth the most. Um, I mean, cause think about it. If Trent Williams gets hurt, Who's going to play? I mean, who's going to come in? Is, is Jalen Moore, is he going to be the guy? Or is it going to be somebody different? What if Colton McKivitt struggles and he's not what the 49ers think? Now, last year at this time, everybody was freaking out because they were going to be starting um, three new starters on the interior of the offensive line at left guard, center, and right guard. But those guys did a good job. And so... Hopefully Colton McKivitz can step in and, and do a really good job as well. But the, this one is my, this is definitely the one I'm the least confident in, not necessarily because of the starting uh, offensive line, but because of what's behind the tackles, especially. Um, so, you know, I, I'd be a little bit concerned if one of the guards went down or Jake Brendel went down at center, but I, I think that they're, deeper uh, on the interior than they are at tackle. So that, uh, that would be my concern. If, if Trent Williams goes down uh, this, this could get ugly. So my biggest unknown, I would say probably the edge position. I mean, that's, that's what I've already, I've already mentioned that a couple of times that 
We just don't know if Drake Jackson's going to make the leap this year. Um, and if he doesn't, who else is out there? We have Cleland Farrell, Austin Bryant, Kerry Hyder Jr. None of those really make you go, yes, that's, you know, that's, we need D Ford, you know, that's, that's the kind of guy that we need. And the hope is that Drake Jackson is going to be that guy. Now I'm really intrigued by uh, rookie Robert Bill Jr. I don't think that he was used quite the way that the 49ers will use him when he was at Georgia. And he also was behind some, some studs that, uh, that went early in the draft. And so I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this kid, but I think he's a project. And so he's not, he's probably not going to make much of an impact this season. Uh, it'd be great. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to see him do some great things, but all right. Last question from Dr. WDS. As this team ages, I see three positions needing the next guy to be on the current roster and getting ready fullback left tackle and tight end. Are any of these players on the current roster? So this is this is an interesting question as well because the 49ers have done a good job of thinking ahead and planning ahead uh, so that when they do lose guys in free agency, um, you know whether it's like they, they lost Emmanuel Mosley to injury last year and then he left in free agency, um, Diamador Lenore is there and he's ready to go. Uh, he played well last season. Um, then you think of, uh, of other guys like, you know, they lose Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Brock Purdy's there. Um, so there you look around the team, uh, and especially on the defensive side, they've done a good job of replacing those players that they've lost, especially, you know, in, in guys that, that have made big impacts and, and, and they've done a good job of preparing. So, of these three, fullback, left left tackle, and tight end, are any of these future players going, or are they already on the roster? So fullback, I, I mentioned Braden Willis, the rookie out of Oklahoma, as, as maybe uh, a tight end too. But I, I think that, and there are some that see him as, as a fullback. And so there's a lot of talk that maybe he's going to be the replacement for Kyle Juszczyk. But they also have Jack Coletto on the team, and a lot of people are high on him, but Coletto is an undrafted free agent. So I don't really know what to expect from him. So is the fullback of the future on the team? That is possible. Maybe Coletto is it. Maybe Braden Willis is it. Um, I don't know that either of them would play at the level uh, that Kyle Juszczyk has played. So so hopefully they can find someone better, or maybe these two guys, uh, one of these two guys can develop into that player. Uh, left tackle. This, I I would think that this is probably Trent Williams last year. He talked about possibly retiring at the, uh, at the end of last season. It wouldn't shock me at all if this is his last year. And if he does indeed retire, he's going to leave a mammoth sized hole, not just because he's a big dude, but because he is the best left tackle in football. Um, maybe one of the best of all time, if, if not the best. And so it's going to be really tough. They're not going to find somebody who's going to be better than him. So is the future left tackle on this roster right now? 
No, not not even remotely. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that can replace Trent Williams. And I don't I don't even know that the future starting left tackle. Not, not and we're not even talking about the, the kind of quality that uh, that the 49ers need. Now, Trent Williams, he's a future Hall of Famer, so you don't just replace guys like that, but I don't even see a starter at uh, left tackle behind Trent Williams. So, no, that person's not here. Let's hope the 49ers can find him next year. And then tight end, how long is George Kittle going to play for the 49ers? I don't know know how much longer he's going to be with the team because – he might, they might reach, I think next year they probably will be okay uh, when it comes to salary cap, but the season after that, it's going to get more difficult. They're going to be paying more players like Brandon Ayuk. They may even have to make a decision if they're going to keep Ayuk or Debo Samuel. Um, and if Brock Purdy is the quarterback, then he's going to have to be paid uh, a, a couple of years down the road. So listen, we're talking we're we're talking some tough decisions that are going to have to be made in in 2 years. So I don't know if George Kittle he, he may be with the 49ers for two more seasons. And then and then maybe after that they they may have to move on from him. I hope not because he's the inspirational leader for the team and so hate to see him go, but if Kittle is out in in a couple of years, is his replacement on the team right now? I would say no. I don't think that Latu or Willis are tight end one type guys. I, I see them more as tight end three or tight end two. Uh, but uh, as far as tight end one, no, I don't think that Kittle's replacement and Kittle's kind of like Trent Williams. You don't just replace superstars like that. Um, it, that doesn't happen easily. So that's all I have for today with this uh, mailbag. Again, by the time you watch this, we're going to be fielding questions for the next mailbag. So if you have a question, jump in and uh, type that in or reach out to us on Twitter. You can find me at 49ers Camelot. Uh, on Twitter. Make sure you rate, review, follow the the podcast and uh, keep following us for all of your 49ers information. We're going to be really involved in all all the stuff that's going on with training camp. But uh, hey, have fun. This is going to be a fun week. 